first one looks interesting already. I can't wait. Hi, BBs. It's Adventures in Roommating, your favorite podcast from your favorite cast of lovable characters. I'm Megan Tonjes. I just wanted to break the flow for a second. My name is Keith Batista. Why did you? Did I, I just, I just kind of fucks with so you sometimes. Cute. You were being good. You're so far so cute, girl. I'm Keep so going. far so cute. <laughs> <laughs> I'm changing my whole brand, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Um, listen, it's a BBQ episode. This is where you send us questions to roommatepod at gmail.com or you go to adventuresinroommating.com and you use the form there to send us an email. A quick reminder, don't give me your fucking name if you don't want me to say it because I'm going to say it. And don't and tell us editing. your name and then after you tell don't us your tell name, us say, don't tell us say, your name. Don't say that. Don't <laughs> fucking write it. Say it first. Don't say this, but my name is. Try to be brief in your messages unless they need a lot of detail because sometimes we need more detail. We love follow-ups. Okay. Ooh, we, we love, love follow-ups. We love follow-ups. Um, I'm still waiting for one that's like, I followed your advice and you ruined my entire life, <laughs> which I can be oh, like, well, I can't you wait know, for that we, one. we are not experts. Good and thing I would, you're not paying us. Uh, this is free. Highly, so yeah, there's a, um, I would say, uh, before we give the advice, we should mention that we have no background in anything besides, uh, being life our, experience, being in our thirties. Yeah. I'm going to give you advice that I'm not going to follow because I want you to be a better version of advice me. based on our experience living. And if you take that advice... That's between you and God. This is only advice. <laughs> it's only advice. I'm not putting a gun to your head. I'm or not making you. objective analyzation. And we all know you're going to keep fucking your ex. We've all done it. <laughs> We've all done it. Look at Tanja's, guys. Look at, all right, <laughs> I here we go. I haven't fucked my ex in over a year. <laughs> but you're going to, girl. I know I mean, I think about it sometimes. You, you plant little seeds every other week, girl. I just like to know that I still could. You yeah, know? yeah. Just <laughs> whatever you, you got to say. You know, sign pictures of your tits every week. It's fine. It's yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How does my tits look just in this like, top? Just like, oh, it's Saturday this... night. I, we should talk about these uh, these sloppy blowjobs. Okay, yeah, it looks about time. Perfect. Is my mouth looking weird to you? Like, is it not? does it have not enough dick in it? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, uh, is there something missing in this picture of my mouth? Oh, it's your dick. <laughs> we know it's not on your dick, these lips. <laughs> Girl, the best is when you see oh them at something God. and then you send them pictures of your tits after and then uh, they're like, oh, I should have tried to suck those. And I'm like, yeah, you should have also done this, this, and this. And yeah. then you just leave it. Just and then it. you would have said thank it. you. I just like, you know what? Really, I'm just practicing my fan fiction. Yeah. Skills for my NC seventeen fan fiction. You ready for this first subject, girl? I'm ready. All caps. It says self sabotage. Please help. Well, we already know the problem. <laughs> we've uh, we've figured it out. You got to fucking stop. Dear, yeah, just whatever you're doing, stop. Stop it. Continue. All right, dear podcast parents and precious <laughs> baby Margot. Okay. Thank you for answering my previous questions. I have a question about Tinder and a possible dating situation. All right. I am 25 and I've just started to talk to someone who is 32. Okay. I have had a crush on this person for a while now, but since starting to talk to him, <laughs> I am starting to overthink about things. Okay. I always get in my own way when it comes to anything that is considered a normal thing to do. Also, due to a childhood issue, I have had intimacy issues and have not yet gotten physically involved with anyone. I do want to, but every time it's about to happen, I pull out and don't go through with it. Mm. How do I stop myself from overthinking and potentially ruining a possible relationship before it starts? Much love from a long-time uh, listener. I mean, I feel like we've gotten a variation of this question mm -hmm. a few times before. Um, you know, you're 25, he's 32, you're afraid of ruining it by being too anxious, it seems. Okay. Um, Someone they met on Tinder? Never been physically involved. I think this might be a Tinder Ooh, situation. Ooh, girl, 20, 26 was when I lost my virginity. So, listen, take your time. You got time. You'll, you'll know when you know. Like, I distinctly remember you being like, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get this dick. Is that like, what, is that what it's like as a virgin? No, but that's like the vibe you were giving off. You were like hungry. 
You know what I'm saying? Like you were ready, you were set. You're like, I'm gonna do this. I legitimately, when I think of like college, like on your fucking terms. (laughs) When I think of like college or having crushes on guys, I don't even remember thinking of like super sexual stuff because I hadn't had sex. So it's like I know kind of what happens, but like. I just want to kiss and like hold hands. And then there was all of a sudden this like shift. And you know what? It came after my first blowjob. That's really what it was. I was like, oh, I could go even further. Um, but I, I think that you you just have to go at your own pace. So I, I think that, yeah, there is overthinking that's probably happening where I think we kind of build up this like, oh my God, I haven't done anything with anyone. I'm going to do it for the first time. And oh my God, it's going to, what's it going to mean? And what's it going to say about me? And it's like, girl, it's, it, you're not going to be great at anything the first time, though I was great at blowjobs. It will just... <laughs> Must are born talent. We can't help it. Um, <laughs> you got an oral fixation from birth. You're a little fat. I mean, it's just it's bad habit. <laughs> so <laughs> anyway, so I think that you take your time. You'll know when you know. And and I, yeah. I. But I also think that like communicating that to the person that you're talking to and seeing how they are about it. Like for me, even though listen, the first person I fucked was the devil. Okay, I'm not gonna lie. And now he like, you know, you take some ayahuasca, you get into Jesus and you become vegan. Like, I don't know what my vagina did, but it did something. It cleared him out. And he was the devil. But the thing about it was I knew that when I told him I was a virgin, it he was fine about it. Like, it wasn't like a big deal. And that, for some reason, made me feel really calm. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it's not someone that immediately... Because we get messages from people that are like, oh, well, oh, they're a virgin. And I, uh, they freaked out a little bit and because it's too much and I'm going to fall in love with them and blah, blah, blah. Or, mm-hmm. well, and or they over-fetishized it. And so it's like, that's all they're focused on is taking my virginity. It's like, you can find someone that's like, cool, I'll meet you where you're at. We'll take our time. Go as slow as you want. I just think that like once you have that kind of understanding with someone, it just makes it more comfortable. Look, by all means, take your time. Oh, yeah. When you're ready, you're ready. But also don't put sex but also, on this like, pedestal. It does seem like this specific, specific person is anxious about never moving forward yeah. in this aspect. Yeah. So it's like, you know, do take your time. But also at some point, you're going to need to jump in. You got to jump in the pool. Like you're going to have to. If you want to. If you want to. Right. If you want if to. You, and it seems if, like she wants or they yeah. want to. It's, it's a different thing if like, you're like, I don't really feel sexual, but I feel like that's what I'm supposed to do. Well, then, yeah, then don't do that. No, don't do that. But if you're like, I really want to do this, but, but I'm just anxious because I up, haven't done it. Bad news. You're going to fuck it up. Oh, first, <laughs> like you're going to have to go oh, through some fuck ups before you learn alert. Spoiler how to not alert. fuck it up. <laughs> spoiler alert. When people are like, you know. I'm too afraid to make a mistake. I'm too Girl, afraid. this ain't going to be the first oh, nor last welcome time. Welcome <laughs> to Earth, bitch. Uh, gravity's here. So the thing is that <laughs> when people are like, well, I don't, you know, I'm just so scared if I kiss him or I sleep with him or whatever, it's going to, it's going to fuck it up. It is. But it's not. <laughs> oh, it is. <laughs> it Don't is. Worry. It is. But like, I think in our head, it's so dramatic of like, it's going to fuck it up. It's going to change it. Yeah. Okay. And not all change is bad, but you can't always go back. So it's like, yeah, there is, there is. That's when what you, I mean. Yeah. yeah. When you move forward and you do something, it is going to change the circumstances around it. And all of a sudden, if you open that door, it might be hard to close that door. Or it might change the, your ability to just be friends with this person. But. There are a lot of people in the fucking world. You can always make a new friend. You can always find a new dick. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, I just, I just, yeah, I just think that like we freak out too much about like, what if I ruin this? What if I ruin this thing? And it's like, girl, first of all, if there's anything I've learned in life, not everything that gets ruined or is like different is always ruined. Like there are things that like I look back that I'm like, I was so anxious about growing up or um, something happened with someone that was so dramatic, right? The way it ended. And then like a few years go by and you're like, oh, 
I've matured enough and I'm grown up enough to understand my part in that. Mm-hmm. And I've learned from that. And maybe I can even reconnect with that person on a friend level. True. So I think you just have you have to go through it. You have to make the mistakes and then you figure out their you mistakes to begin like, with. You're gonna you're gonna have a good time with your relationships. Yeah. You're also gonna have a bad time in your relationships, and that's normal. Yeah. And to be expected not to be avoided, you know? Yeah, you're and not I gonna think there's like this huge pressure on people to like, especially like on first times too, you know, when oh, it comes yeah. to like virginity or relationships. It's like it's gotta be this perfect, immaculate thing that like a lot of these movies teach us society kind of, you know, reinforces yeah. and all that. Um, but the, in reality, it's kind of going back to the porn conversation we were having in the last podcast. It's like, you know, there's more than, uh, fuck, I lost my point. <laughs> the expectation versus the fantasy, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, or yeah. reality, right? So, yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's never going to be what you think it is in your head. And sometimes it's going to be worse and sometimes it's going to be better. And you're not going to know that until you do it. See, I just fucked up there, guys. I forgot what I was going to say, and I felt really lost. But you know what Keith kept doing? He kept talking like but a I complete piece of shit. I kept going, and you kind of just uh, you know accept your accept it and, and, and you want to know forward. why Keith kept going? Because he realized there's like I have to. There's 260 episodes of this fucking show, yeah. And he's bound to fuck up, right? At least once. And an you're episode. here to help catch me, girl. Exactly. Like we support each you. other, but then sometimes we knock each other well, sometimes down. Sometimes I let you fall, I'll and I just keep going. Fucking face in sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, girl. See, so I jumped. Luck. I jumped in by moving in with this piece of shit after barely knowing him, and yeah. here we are, six years later. Six years and a puppy later, <laughs> and a baby later. Oh my god! Don't. <laughs> One more year, girl. We're gonna be married legally or some bullshit. I think it's a few more years. I, gotta I move think out it's like soon. ten years, girl. I think we got time. All right, good luck, girl or girl, guy. I, realized, I think it was a girl. I realized last night that when you do move out, if you do move out, mm. um, it was gonna be April. No. It's not. It wasn't originally gonna. Initially I know what originally gonna be by now. No, I originally know what it was gonna be, but it ain't gonna be. <laughs> what I'm saying, don't you fucking. You poisoning smile. me. You you poisoning me. You trying to yourself? keep me here somehow. I'm just saying that when trying to feed me, keep me here. I'm like like. <laughs> yeah, girl. That's why I feed you turkey. You keep burgers giving all me the these time, turkey girl. burgers. Keep Ooh, offering me it. food. I'm like, eat why it. is she offering me I food? I have so much of it, and I'd rather make it for you than let it go bad. That's a good um, point. But also. I would say that we can't watch scary movies unless you are a spending the night and sleeping here. Yeah. Or I'm spending the night at your apartment because I refuse to get in a car at oh. nighttime after a fucking scary movie, and I refuse to come home to an empty apartment by myself after watching a scary movie. Oh yeah, what are you gonna do, girl? We can't. I think you have to get a roommate. I d- <laughs> exactly. No. Damn. <laughs> the universe. Our, our neighbor universe, just went. No. The universe in the yelled out and said, "Fuck no, bitch." <laughs> No, girl. What I happens got... when there's an earthquake and I'm not here? Well, I probably will not be naked running around like a scared little baby chicken Ooh, with a head I was off. so scared, girl. Oh, God. Ran to your room naked, hid behind your chair. Listen, girl, I don't want to pay this rent by myself. But at the same time, I will say yesterday when I was laying when I was laying on your bed, as roommates do, and I was looking into your closet, I, what did I say? I was like, oh, girl, what if I just put You're my desk so in weird, there? You're so weird, Beast. <laughs> You're so weird. You I just go, have all these weird ideas. <laughs> I go, what if I put my desk in there and I can just like literally close the door and edit in the dark? <laughs> And your poor dog would just be like, where the fuck's mom? Locked outside, sleeping in the room. Yeah, yeah girl, girl, you should do that. You have a nice closet for like a little recording studio editing area, girl. Yeah, girl, I feel like you could like it's gonna be pad nice. it up in there. It's going to be nice in there. I'm excited. But not too soon, though, because I still got to save some money. I got to right. pay these taxes first, and we all know it's taking oh, everything yeah, I have. I got to do some tax stuff today, actually. Ooh, I'll do that this week. All right. Um, next question. Next question. All right. So this is an also an interesting uh, subject. I love it. It, it says herpes, coke, okay. coke heads, and heartbreak. Jesus Christ. What is the fuck novel is this? We've got a, we've got a story, girl. It's, it's okay. a little bit long. Okay. 
Uh, here we go. Dear Mama Tanja's Daddy Keith and little baby Margo, I'm a female and 27. Remember when we were doing the thing where I guess what it's about? Oh, do you want to guess what? So it's Herpes, Herpes Cokeheads, and Heartbreak. And heartbreak. It's, it's the name of a memoir. Ooh, sounds like you had sex with someone that gave you herpes. You found out that they're a cokehead and you're sad about it because you still like them. All Continue. right. Here we go. Let's see. So I'll get to I'll get the shitty part of the story out of the way first. I recently found out I have herpes. Okay. I got tested about six months ago and I didn't have herpes. Okay. So now, so how'd I get it, you ask? Well, my no good, two-timing, fucked hard, lying shit okay. bag of an ex-boyfriend. Jesus Christ. Decided that cheating on me was really fun. It really broke me emotionally, still trying to get over it. So the last two weeks, I've been dealing with a roller coaster of emotions. I'll Mm. slowly come to terms with my STI, but right right now the stigma still creeps into my head about how dirty people will find me. I know one in six people have herpes, and it's honestly just a horribly placed skin condition true and you're right girl herpes ain't that it is it's really been like overblown yeah what it is um so my question is aside from therapy because i don't got that therapy money feel you can you think of other ways to help me get over the stigma of having this if you found out you had an sti how would you navigate being single and dating because now i can't be as carefree in the sexual aspects of my life and i have to Mm. be more careful i would argue that shouldn't be the case as to why you're more careful. But anyway, uh, I and I know there's dating sites. You have to be more on top of like if you're having an outbreak. Right. Well, now you just can't willy nilly go about, you know. Yeah, yeah. Not that you should have been doing that beforehand. But anyway, uh, and I know there's dating sites for people with STDs and SDIs, but the one that I recently joined wants me to pay $35 a month. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I don't have that kind of extra cash to toss around. Also, I know life isn't about finding a person to be with, but pretty much all the other aspects of my life uh, are going good. Mm-hmm. I have a great job. I'm saving money. Uh, but having someone go through life with sounds really nice. I don't need a man. I just want one. Mm, sounds like you need one. Uh, P.S. My ex, who is now with the woman he cheated on me with, just the other day texted me after seeing me out for St. Patrick's Day, mm-hmm. telling me how pretty I looked. Oh, sounds like he's happy. All I could say was, I know, because honestly, I was <laughs> fucking hot that night. <laughs> P.P.S. Oh, uh, can you guys start sending us responses you have to your exes that are funny? Because I love this. P.P.S. About the cokehead part in my title, the girl he left me for is his source of coke. Damn, I found out that little gem after I broke up with him. I just thought it would grab your attention. Yeah, I love it. Uh, yeah, girl, I gotta blow my nose real quick. Oh, so speaking of it. coke... Yeah, Someone's got to go to the bathroom little, and do a line. A That's the little bump. Oh, on my thighs. Oh. See, you could be worse. You could have been fucking multiple people at once, and now your thighs would be hurting you. <laughs> <laughs> Putting your dicks in everything. Listen, okay, first things first, and this is where I can maybe give some direction for the herpes conversation. Um, there's a girl I follow online called Ella Dawson. Uh, so Ella Dawson did a TED talk about, um, getting herpes literally from like a boyfriend, uh, and has all of these really great articles she's written, all of these things she's done, um, talking about dating with herpes, communicating that, getting back that sense of self, um, you know, the stigma, the stigma around it. I would highly recommend Ella Dawson. I know there are other people, but Ella is the one that I kind of find the most. And I think that that's the first thing is finding someone that's publicly talking about what you're going through and dealing with it and then like giving you kind of the roadmap to the conversations you can have and how to feel empowered going into situations. Because I think the biggest thing um, is if you when you walk in any situation, 
And I haven't necessarily dated someone that's like told me they have an STI or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I imagine that if I had a conversation with someone that was like, I have something and they were really nervous about it and they were really unsure about it. And like, it made me feel fucking anxious. I would be like, yeah, I'm not interested. Now I would rethink that for sure. If it's someone that's like very confident about like, listen, this is how I, this is what I have. This is how I got it. I'm very on top of taking my medications. I'm very on top of knowing right. when I have a breakout. This is the likelihood of getting it. This is how we can be safe. If you're interested, I really like you and I would love to pursue this. Like, There's just a difference in if someone's confident and sure about what is going on with them and their body, you're more likely to trust them with, okay, yeah. I That's a good point. This. I'll even say that like there was somebody I used to date years and years and years and years ago um, who had, and it's very common, um, but oral... She had cold sores, which is yeah, yeah. oral herpes. Is it and HSV-1 or HSV-1? I, I think it's HSV-1, yeah. Um, and it's pretty much the same thing, just you get it on your oh, mouth. So many friends your that, yeah, genitals. so many people have And so many sores. people have it. It's super common, like 80% of, or maybe that number is a little off, but like a, a, a crazy amount it's of like people. like 80% of adults will have it. Have it, and a lot of them don't even break out yeah, with it. Yeah, a lot of people are carriers for that. But she did, and she would just give me a heads up and, you know, when she would break out, we wouldn't, you know, engage yeah. in anything. And yeah. I've been tested many times over the years since dating her, and I don't have it. So yeah. it's like, it's something that you can live with and also have a healthy sexual relationship with. Yeah. You just got to be like, hey, got to take a pause for this week or whatever. And you're yeah, and you're going to have people that are very nervous about it, or very scared, and say no and reject you for it. I, mean, I, I think would you even have to say prepare yourself for that. The, young, the younger the people you date, the more likely they are going to be freaked out about it. Yeah, I yeah. feel like the older I got mm. and the the more open minded you are. The more like accepting and like, you know, back when I was super young, like in college, like I had a mm-hmm. scare once where I like I freaked out and like mm-hmm. you know, thought I I contracted something, but it's like you know, I feel like nowadays I'm just not as like I'm just more understanding that it's not that you know the taboo of it isn't yeah. really. It's not like you were a bad person, and right. So that you got this. It's like oh, you were in a relationship. Not that I'm like going out someone. to seek it, but you know, I'm just saying the thing, idea so of so it common. doesn't freak me out as yeah, yeah. as as much as it used to back but then. I think a lot of that too comes from again. I think in so many areas of life, if you approach things and listen, you're going to have to go through it to get to that point of being confident. So that's going to include surrounding yourself with people online that are doing the work already and advocacy and dealing with the stigma of it so that you have those conversations ready, you have your comebacks ready, you know what to say, and you can kind of protect yourself a little bit in the sense of like not taking it being so upset or angry when someone rejects you for it, understanding that that's not the person you want to be with anyways. Like if they can't deal with it, like that's fine. It doesn't mean they're a bad person, but it just means that they're not right for you. And eventually I think being com- becoming confident about how to deal with it and how to talk to people about it um, without, you know, I-, I think we all have the capability of changing people's minds with the way that we live our lives and being examples of what something can look like. And, you know, if someone only knows about herpes because of all the scare, scary shit they've seen online, that's what they know. But if they meet someone who's like, yeah, that's just part, that's a part of my life. It's a skin, you know, just even talking about like, it's like a skin disease essentially and phrase it in certain ways. And it, like, I think you can change people's minds and you can, um, eventually you'll find someone that, you know, but I think right now it's just about like focusing on rebuilding you and getting over this relationship and feel and being cheated and, and, uh, and dealing with this diagnosis. But I mean, I feel for you. I think I would go through the exact same thing if I were diagnosed with something. It's like, you know, all the things that you read and you're like, I'll be chill about it. But then, you know, you're scared and you're freaked out. It changes your life in a lot of ways. And, yeah. But I think it's... And it you're just, not alone. Like You're not alone. There's so many people that, you know, yeah, are experiencing that, so... Ooh. Remember the time my ex almost gave me chlamydia? 
Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I remember that very fondly. Um, next question? Yeah. Um, so the subject says souffles are hard. All right. I, hope I don't this know. Is, I hope this is a sexual I don't know thing. what this means. I hope this is a sexual position. Dear Mama Tan, just Daddy Keith and Queen Baby Margot. Or is you, it cooking advice? You can say my name. It's Gemma. Okay. Um, it's going to be a random email in response to your episode. The spirit was speaking through me. First of all, it's, they're called epipodes, so don't. Oh, I'm sorry. Me. It does say epipode. God damn I, I just, right. Oh, I was bitch. using my my wow. fill in the blank eye skill. Daddy Tan just over here. Um, <laughs> so uh, this is gonna be a random email in response to your epipode. The spirit was speaking through me with questions at the end. I hope this all makes sense, so Daddy Keith is able to do his one and a half jobs. Yo, this bitch. <laughs> Anyway, souffles are hard. They take hours to make and are really difficult to get light and fluffy as they should be. I baked some small ones last year and will not be doing it again. Four out of ten. Now for a roommate story as kind of requested. What is, what is she responding to? I don't know. <laughs> uh, I went to university, yes, I'm English, for three years and lived with the same five girls for the whole time. I still talk to four of them. The fifth one none of us like anymore because she acted like a queen of our house and lived for double standards. Mm -hmm. We were not allowed to make any noise after 10 o'clock at night, and yet she would always have a house party with strange boys until 3 in the morning on a Wednesday. Mm. It got to the point where I began hiding her dirty dishes because they had to have... Because they had mold on them and didn't want to look at them anymore. I know there are s much better, worse stories out there, but that's mine. Here are my questions. I'm sorry if they're repetitive from previous epipodes. For Megan, how did you become comfortable in a bikini slash swimwear? Mm. I am a size 16, 24-year-old woman who hates her stomach. I'm trying to lose weight, but I love food too much. I am going traveling in June, and I really don't want to be embarrassed in my swimwear, tank tops, etc. Mm -hmm. For Keith, how do you weed out the weirdos when online dating? I had no time for idiot boys that don't know how to hold a conversation or who just want that puss. <laughs> Welcome to Tinder, girl. <laughs> I would have directed this to Megan, but... Uh, She's still trying to fuck her ex, we all so know, we can't trust that. But bitch. we all know her dating history. <laughs> Wow, bitch, I'm not going to help you figure out how to wear a bikini. Coming at you, girl. <laughs> I love you guys so much. Your podcasts are the only thing that makes my runs bearable. Thank you for any <laughs> advice and for just existing. Kisses to precious baby Margot. Love, Listen, Gemma. Listen, you fat little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you never have Ooh. a great conversation on Twitter. No, I'm just kidding. I love that. Um, first of all, okay, I feel red, and I appreciate it. Secondly, <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Um so here's the thing. First of all, I don't wear like full on bikinis usually. Um, I usually wear like high waisted or like a one piece. Um, and I, but I think that the the key to it is realizing that um, the people that are gonna stare or look or say something, who gives a fuck about them? Girl, you're miserable at the beach making fun of people. Why don't you just put your sunglasses on and shut the fuck up? <laughs> like that's how I kind of go. I have to go into the mindset of like, good, I make you uncomfortable. Great, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be comfortable. Like like feed beach. off of it. Like yeah, I love you, it. You take that energy. Yeah, I just stare. Take right it at away them. from them. I just them. stare at them. Mm -hmm. Just go right up to them. Like, do you have an issue? Do you need to say something? Make people uncomfortable. I think that if you're uncomfortable with your stomach, they're listen, I'm not going to say go right to wearing a fucking thong bikini and just like get over it. Like I think that's unrealistic. Mm -hmm. But I would say that there are a lot of really cute bathing suits that are bikini-like. You can have the high-waisted bikini that covers most of the stomach and you just have that little section between like your under boob and your, and your top stomach, mm -hmm. your mid stomach. And so like you can kind of show off the part that you do feel good about. Um, you know, I think mainly it's feeling comfortable in a bathing suit. Find a bathing suit that you feel comfortable with, and then we can work our way up to bikini. Um, 
you know, I also think that we highly overestimate people looking at us and judging us and doing all these things when really like we're like a passing thought if they even pass by and see us. Yeah. And we let that like rule our lives for how people might react. Right. And the reality is that like, girl, go to the beach with friends, put your headphones in, focus on yourself, read your book. And if people are going to feel how they're going to feel, let them feel miserable because you're clearly not fucking happy in their own shit. But I would go, I like going to the, the, the beach with friends and wearing whatever and Noticing how no one says a goddamn thing and everyone's just having fun mm-hmm. and it makes me feel more comfortable. There you go. So yeah, I, I would say don't jump right into the deep end if you don't feel comfortable. Get a nice ones piece. Get a nice high, uh, you know high waisted whatever. Feel really cute in it and then work your way up. And then go fuck yourself with the Tinder shit because <laughs> I don't well, yeah, know how, that's I don't like, know how I don't Keith even know. became the expert of fucking Tinder. I don't know um, how, I don't know really know how to answer because I feel like she wants to know how to weed out the weirdos and I feel like... You literally have to talk to them. I feel like men mm-hmm. are the weirdos. Oh, yeah, I agree. <laughs> Compared to the women. Agree. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, I Just for me and my experiences on dating apps, it's like I like being sort of like sarcastic and, and mm-hmm. jokey. Yeah. Um, even if it's like a little cheesy. Yeah. And like if they can also like throw it back at me, like... That's great. But there's times where, like, I, I don't know, I write what I think is, like, a funny, sort of clever little message, and, like, I get, like, a two-word response. Yeah, then you know. And then I'm like, like I, well, this is, like, I'm you out. know, give me something. Like, yeah, I understand yeah. online dating might not be for you, but, like, you know, Why are you you're here? on the app. You swiped right. Yeah. We seem to be in agreement on a few things, so, like, why not? Yeah. And so whenever I just get those two- to three-word responses, I'm like, I immediately check out. I'm like, despite how, like, attractive she is, like, I just, I just don't. Yeah want to put in the effort now because if she's not gonna why should i you know well i think the thing is to uh you have to i think you just have to be very careful with like where you put your energy to when you're having these conversations like i think as you get older you become better at like like you're saying when you get the two-word response for you you're like "Eh, okay i'm out um though i will say that like I would avoid doing too much of the, like, if they don't respond the way you want, then giving them, like, three fucking paragraphs about, like, why they're a shitty person, they should have responded to you in a certain way. That's never going to get you a good response. Mm -mm. I think you just have to be like, okay, cool, have a great day, and then just move on. Either they're going to be like, why is this person not engaging with me? Like, what did I do? Or they're just going to continue being who they're... Like, if they're interested, they're interested. You can't fucking push it. And other than that, I try to have the conversations you're going to have, but, I mean, Tinder is... Tinder's interesting. I mean, you're going to find a more weird shit than you are someone that you connect with. I'll say that I feel like I've had the best success still to this day on OkCupid. There's, yeah, you have to answer more questions. In terms of meeting shit, someone yeah. that actually Wants turns into a good conversation that actually ends up in a date. True. Whether or not it actually ends up going from there is another story. But I've had the most success on OkCupid. I, have my, I met my current girlfriend from Bumble. There you go. Um, I think I've met maybe one or two people from Tinder. Mm. And again, I'm not on Tinder just to fuck. And like, I feel like Tinder has this reputation of just like people wanting mm. to fuck and that it's trashy. Like, but I feel sometimes like you just want to quickly go through and see who you're attracted to and then figure out if but you But for like me, them. it's just like, it's just a way to meet, it's just a different way to meet someone, you know? Yeah. And if you're both attracted to each other and you seem to have common interests and you happen to have a good conversation, why not go out for that drink and see if yeah. you click in person? And then why not go out for that second date to see if it's really there? Then why not fuck on the third date? <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, why can't Tinder be I just as... I fucked in the first date. But, but why can't Tinder just be as normal as, like, what I would consider okay Cupid to be or even, like, just meeting someone out at a bar? Like, it's just another way well, yeah. but I think, to, I think to engage. So often meet. we, like... Uh, first of all, let me preface with this. 
people love bitching about stuff. Oh, we yeah. love it. And so I think Tinder and dating apps are one of those things that like we oh, millennials just like love bitching about because we're like, oh, look, like it's all trash and like you can't find anyone. The reality is that it's not so much the dating app, girl. Like if the dating app doesn't work for you, then you got to go out and do it the old fashioned way. I don't know what to tell you. Like it's, it's, you're just meeting more, you're seeing more people. And so you're having more of those like being rejected conversations or people that aren't for yeah, you. It's a bit, it's, and that's how it is. You know, builds up your humility too a little bit sometimes. I've dated know? people off of Tinder. I mean, obviously never, none of them have ever lasted. I don't know that that's Tinder's fault. I think that's just, you know, being in Los Angeles and being in my twenties and thirties. Um, but the person that I cared about the most that I, whatever, for a while, um, is someone I legitimately met through friends mm-hmm. at an event. And then mm-hmm. we just kept running into each other. So mm-hmm. just keep your eyes open for who's around you. Don't be too desperate for it. Uh, focus on yourself. Give it a little bit of energy to Tinder, but don't get too upset about it when you're not getting the responses you want. And, uh, you know. I don't know. I just feel like it should be very simple. It should be strike up a conversation for like at least a few days. If it's going well... Suggest, Maybe we get a drink or Suggest coffee. meeting up. Actually, it's funny because the OkCupid, if you use OkCupid, it actually sends you, it'll, when you're swiping, it'll just give you weird stats that it's discovered through its mm-hmm. years of being around. And they said that a, a girl is 17% more likely to get a date if she sends the first message. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. oh, interesting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So don't be afraid to, and then my Send main point first. is just like, don't, don't always wait for the dude to make the move because... That is sort of like a societal pressure that men are supposed to be the yeah. ones that make the move. Yep. And that doesn't have to be the case. And also, it could be a relief for him yeah. for you to be like, hey, so do I want to get drinks one night or do you want to grab a, some food one night? Also, if someone's not responding for a few days, they might just be busy living their life. You yeah, know, like I think that's another thing yeah. too is you get buried in our head like, oh my God, they disappeared. And it's like, maybe they forgot Tinder to turn on not, notifications. Yeah, Tinder's you know? not the, the end all be all. Um, I, you know what I think would be so smart for Tinder to do mm-hmm. is... They have like, this, no, they have like a social... <laughs> acquire Snapchat. Feed now. That it's on its way down. And I think that, yeah, I the thing about online dating for me is that... Have you been on Tinder lately? No, I have not. But let me tell, let me tell you what I see in my head first and you can tell me if it's happened. Okay. So the thing about dating for me here specifically is I don't really want to go find parking, pay money... If there's not like that initial attraction, like pictures are great. I can see what you look like, blah, blah, blah. We can have a conversation, mm-hmm. but there's something about the voice, about the interaction, about like all that stuff. That's good for me. I wish that instead of me having to go off site to like, okay, well, I'm going to look at your Instagram, see your Instagram stories and maybe your Snapchat, and then I can hear your voice and blah, blah. I wish that Snap- or Tinder would just integrate the ability to kind of send almost Snapchat like messages to each other. So it's like I could send you like a small video clip saying, hey, how are you doing today? And then you could respond back and forth. And so before we even meet up, I now know if there's like that actual attraction attraction. So I can kind of like I'm the 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 more whatever version of this would be like you get a Skype call with someone. But that feels weird to say like, hey, let's get a Skype call and see each other first before we meet. Yeah. Um, because people there are people that will get offended by that. Like, we don't want to just you want to just meet when you want to do this like new, I mean, new age bullshit. I'm down for that. But I like, I like, there's something to me about someone's voice and their presence that attracts me to them. And oh, obviously, I still, regardless, in, you have to meet in, in person. person. Yeah, no, of I know. But like, I just think that there are things, there's a bridge between the photos of someone and a text conversation and the finding parking in Los Angeles and meeting with them. And especially for someone, like I have people that are like serial daters, like friends of mine. They're just like on a new date every fucking night. Constant, they're like in a relationship. They're on Tinder. The same. They're doing all these things, and like they just every want night. free meals, girl. That's it. <laughs> Fair, but um, 
Yeah, I just wish that we would almost take like the uh, Instagram response story, Snapchat response, and like integrate that into Tinder. So I could send you a little whatever, and you could respond if you want. It doesn't have to show me that you read it or whatever, and, and we can have a back and forth before we ever meet up. Yeah. I would prefer that. Mm-hmm. Just a thought. Were you going to teach me about Tinder? No, I was just, if you go to your like matches page, Yeah. Uh, there's a feed now. Oh. And so like new pictures they upload or like, oh. I guess Instagram posts they post if they have it connected. Interesting. Um, Ooh, you love a brunette moody looking bitch. Jesus. I mean, it's just the same bitch over and over again, girl. <laughs> Um, anyway, girl, you remember that dude? Next question. Remember that dude that made a video about me? Um, uh, Megan Tonjes is whatever. I don't, he made like several videos. Weird. Yeah, dude. I remember. Yes. And then my whole group chat showed up. Like Trey Melvin was there, Foxy, Max, Amber, just were like roasting him. And then he kept going back and forth. He was like, I'm done with you. I'm going to release a video. I'm done with you. And I was like, girl, release the content. Like, what? Are you, are you, shut up, or put up, you know, yeah, put right? up or shut up, whatever the fuck. So back is. last year, October 2017, I said, girl, where's all the new content? You're slacking. Oh, God. He just responded you to me. You have to poke the bear, don't you, Beavis? God damn, you just poke bear. it. Fuck the bear. So he said, content is now, he just said this, content is now in full effect. My relevance is growing day by day slowly, and I'll soon be on my quest to overpass you. Okay. Don't fall in love now. And I said... LOL, I literally forgot who this was. I think was. he secretly loves you. I think he does. I think he's in love with I you. I think he does, Yeah, girl. yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I saw his name, and it. Rem- I was like, is this someone that... He, he just wants me. to win you over, He looks girl. familiar, but I didn't know why, and I clicked on it, and I was like, who the fuck is this? He's going to overpass me. Oh, 23 followers. Oh, okay, oh, yeah, yeah, girl, you on your way. Killing it. These people that want to start... I, I don't know who this dude is. He wanted to start shit with me, and I was like, I don't even know why you're going after me. I'm not the biggest person on the site. That's why I think he's in love with you, girl. He's, watching... he's deep down, he hates himself, and he and he sees in you yeah, something, he's... Um, and he's hooked on it. And I'm uh, concerned for him, girl. Yeah, you know. Concerned. I saw. I was watching this interview. I don't know why I was watching a Chris Brown interview the other day um, on Breakfast Club. I was mm-hmm. like at the gym, and I was like, I just need something to annoy me <laughs> enough to walk fast, <laughs> something to distract me Anyways, angrily. I was you watching know? this interview with Chris Brown. And he was talking about how um, he just started to realize this was like years ago. He just started to realize that people will, when they need ratings or when they need whatever relevancy, they'll start shit with him mm-hmm. because they know he'll react. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Cause they like, they'll poke at him because they know they're going to get a reaction and right. then he can be the asshole or whatever. I mean, he is the asshole when he says a lot of stuff. He's like, yep. I still enjoy it a little bit. Like it's still fun for me. And it was like, I relate. First of all, I related to Chris Brown, which scared me, but I was like, <laughs> I relate, I relate to a little bit where it's like, there is just that part of me that sometimes it's just a little riled up and I'm like, let's fuck it up. Like, let's, let's, let's do fuck it. with him. Yeah. Why there not? is that part of me that's like, oh yeah, but there are people that will just say things to you. Girl, do you must fall? Oh, she's trying to roll over. What's oh. happening? That will say things to you because they know that you'll react and they're expecting you to react. Yeah. And so sometimes it's almost fun to not react at all or just have right. a smiley face and they're like, oh, I don't know. Well, that's why mom. I think you handle it. Oh. My mom's calling me. Uh, that's why I think you, are you going to, are you going to answer it? Should I? Oh, God. Yeah, let's uh, get that hold accent. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. I don't even know how to put this on speakerphone. Are you there? <laughs> Turn it on speakerphone, girl. Hold on. There you go. Speaker? Oh, hey. Yeah. I'm I'm podcasting right now. Say hi to the podcast. Hi, podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Can I call you back when I'm done? Uh, yeah, I'll just call you back later. Oh, 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 you just, you know, it's not that important. You ain't that important, Biebs. (laughs) <laughs> She's like, yeah, I guess. I guess. Want. I was just bored. I was just testing to make sure your voicemail worked. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, no. I just had to talk to you for a while. Just touch and 
Okay. <laughs> All right. Everything's fine. All right. I'll call you back. All right. Or if, um, if I'm out somewhere, then I'll call you. Listen, bitch, I don't care how fucking important you think you are that you got to go do things Look and, at not, this competition. and not answer your, your <laughs> They're phone competing on call. who's going to call who. Wow. Yeah, this is the most Midwest thing this ever. This is the uh, It's like, who's going to call who? And who's I'll call you later. Well, maybe no, I'll call, call you <laughs> later when I'm free. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll call. Okay. All right, bye. <laughs> She's like, we haven't talked in a while. It's probably because you're talking to dad again. <laughs> uh, I was going to say something before your mom called it. I forget. So. Um, I don't even know what we're talking about. Online dating, Tinder. Oh, people fucking with you online. Oh, yeah. That's why I think you handle it really well. Or like when I see people Thanks, complaining geez. about comments that they get. I'm, oh yeah. I'm like I understand I, I, I understand the the feeling of it. the no negative way. shit. I get it all the time at my fucking job. And yeah, I read the comments, but you know, sometimes they get to me, but I also like understand that it's like you said, like someone at the beach is passingly saying something to you. It's like they don't even put that much energy into it so why would you let the energy you know the, yeah. the, the imbalance of that the goal is to and this is the what sucks right where you feel like you can't be entirely vulnerable at all the time like you have to have like this like this this wall wall yeah this or whatever armor. and it, it does suck but you you kind of do have to have that yeah. you have to come from a place of like i think it's part of so when someone says a mean comment to you when i walk by yeah. and someone says like fat bitch mm-hmm Inside, sad Tanjus or like younger me, and sometimes you go back to that. You can't help it if you're just right. like caught unexpected. Gets upset, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But when I'm not in that mode, and I'm in the mode of like I'm fucking great, mm-hmm. I just look at them like the to say thank you. you, just to like you know, thanks. Who are you, random man that's talking to me as I walk by? Get a fucking job or a hobby or a life or love. That's, that's like, what. Who the fuck are you? Some comments are just a random man walking by. I'm not by. trying to say that because I'm not trying to get killed. Because that's well, what yeah, people no, do no, now. No. Um, so, you know, I might might be a little more succinct. Maybe, like, throw a little bird. Throw a little bird at that ass, you know? You know, throw a, little, a bird? A little, little baby bird. Oh, a finger. Yeah, a little baby bird. <laughs> Literally pictured you bird. grabbing a bird and throwing it. <laughs> I just carry birds around with me in my backpack, and I'm like, fly, bitch! <laughs> that would be great. Um, no, but I think, yeah, it, it stems from you have to have this almost, like, ego about you of like i'm not to be fucked with to to know how to have the confidence to know that yeah. happy people things people say to me to you. isn't yeah right happy excuse me that's a, happy someone breaking into our house mm-hmm. happy comfortable like like focused people are not sitting there making comments it's like when you say it something says more me, about them than really oh, about 100%. you you know what i'm saying it's like it's about them and, and their, their insecurities goal is to fuck up your day they right. want to fuck. They want you to think about. It is power. They want you to think about the thing they said forever because they know that they can just throw this little bomb at you, and you're gonna carry around that for the rest of your fucking life. And they don't deserve the energy. I didn't need to make a video. I think about how to respond to comments. Mm-hmm. I need to do another ASMR comment response. But <laughs> like for instance, this is one I got today. Someone said a lot of talk about nothing. Only watched half because I felt it would be more exciting to watch paint peeling. Ooh. And I said, thanks for that 50% watch point and engagement, baby girl. Like, <laughs> exactly, exactly. You know, yeah. it's like, you know, you, you, you said something like, wanting a response. You got a response. And the response is that, like, I'm not bothered. And that's kind of tame, you know? That's like, very tame. That's like, I, I could see a professional critic writing something like that about, like, yeah. a movie, you know? Like, I would rather watch paint dry. Yeah. Like, fair. it's not, 
Yeah. And and it's just that it's about a it's about you rather than a movie, but still it's yeah. like it's but a you, similar yeah. thing. You take it's you know, I understand you take offense. Um but yeah, I think that you just gotta you gotta get that armor up. Nope. Our neighbor's coughing to death. I don't know what's happening right now. You are wanna we, do one more? Are baby we gonna girl, do one more? Let's do one more. All right. Uh, this one says, I want to break the cycle of emotional abuse. Oof. This is going to be a fun one, girl. Great. Just ended it on a happy note. Dear Mom and Todd, just died of Keith and Precious Princess Baby Margo. Your girl just got out of an emotionally abusive, but manipulative mess of a dating situation. Don't Congratulations. worry. Don't worry. This isn't about that situation because I'm so done with it. Yes. I am just done with being treated so fucking badly in dating situations. Mm-hmm. I don't actively look for situations. Loves that word situation. Um, situation. I value friendships and working on myself 100% first and foremost. Uh, so when someone in my life shows up who likes me and I like them back, I hold on to it. Mm. It starts out great. Well, it sounds like you're making an excuse for maybe an obsessive uh, compulsive behavior. But anyway, um, it's, it's, <laughs> it starts out great and then they end up manipulative and gaslight me. For example, when this last dude dumped me, it was because mm-hmm. I didn't reciprocate in sexy times. I explained to him several times that I have sexual trauma around it and was mm. willing to work on it. Instead, he said it was just because I preferred girls. I am bi. Uh, Ooh, it I sounds was, like a very insecure man. Yeah, it sounds like an insecure man. Insecure man. I was never right in any argument, uh, but when we started out, it was great. And then slowly, he just ended up being an asshole who invalidates my trauma. I know I need to go to therapy. I want to, but I can't afford it. And I have been fighting for free options, but I'm stuck on wait list. Mm. So I was wondering, until this girl can fully get the help she needs, how do you see the signs and try to break the cycle. Uh, I should add that I'm autistic, mm. so it's harder for me to see these signs, and so I tend to get used to uh, you. I tend to get used and manipulated more because of it. Thank you mm-hmm. for reading. I love you all so much, and appreciate any advice I can get. Ooh, so I have a recommendation for a person to watch. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna uh, say well, YouTube again. There are two people. Mm-hmm. I would highly recommend Katie Morton. Uh, she is a therapist. She does YouTube videos. She talks a lot about like trauma, relationships, um, all kinds of scenarios. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, not to say like, oh, don't go to therapy, just go online because there's obviously a lot of misinformation. But I also do think that there are people that are using YouTube and other platforms as a way that are trained to share experiences and to give good insight. I'd also say my, Michael Michael <laughs> Michael Buckley is another good one. I've been watching a lot of his stuff recently. Um, and I've known him for a long time, but he's like doing life coaching stuff now. Mm-hmm. And he does like all these streams. He answers questions. He gives really good feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, he's all about like retraining your thoughts and like getting out of victim mode and things like that. And so some of that stuff, you can pick and choose what like works for you. Um, I think you're on the right path. The fact that you're recognizing the patterns, you're recognizing what you need. You're, you obviously, you need someone that's patient. Oh my God, Margo's stretching and she's so fucking cute right now. You need a, Focus, you need, bitch, you need come a Margo. on. You need a Margo is what you need. Yeah, get a dog. You don't, you don't have to worry about men when you've got a baby dog. Oh my God, she's over it. <laughs> okay. Um, I can't. She's just so cute. All right, come on. Um, I think that you're on the right path. Um, I think that you're going to get even better at, you know, so this person that was like doing this shit and you couldn't win an argument, blah, blah, blah. You're going to get even better at recognizing that even earlier so that you don't even have to go through multiple arguments like that. You can just be like, you know what? I already got it. You know that you need someone that's going to be patient and secure. And so I think, yeah, it's more about focusing on yourself right now and then just being able to inform the person that comes along of like, hey, I do have these things. I'm willing to work on them. That's like the first fucking Mm. step. Um, And, and, you know, not 
not leaving as much room for people that are going to abuse that, I think. But I think you're on the right path for that. Um, what is your advice, Biebs? I don't know. I mean, I feel like you hit on it pretty much. I mean, I think it's the main question was like, you know, how do you how do you break up with someone? Wait, hold on. So you just ended up being an asshole. I need to know mm-hmm. the theory. We can afford it. I'm wondering mm-hmm. until this girl figures what you see is this. Oh, signs to break the cycle of emotional okay. abuse. I mean, I think you'll know. Like, if someone... It'll start out great, sure. And I think this is a common problem in a lot of relationships. I don't think it's unique to you or unique to your situation mm-hmm. where people just end up becoming divisive. You know, that happens all the time in relationships. Mm-hmm. And I can't really say for sure what is the reason, but I have to imagine it's probably because we're all inexperienced when we first start dating mm-hmm. and we don't really know how to navigate a lot of the emotions that we feel. And I feel like I'm at a much better place in my life now that I'm in my 30s to oh, yeah. have a fulfilling relationship. Mm-hmm. Whereas before, when I was younger, I realized, you know, all my relationships have ended up until now, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like obviously at some point shit happens. And like, it's not to excuse shitty behavior or, or people who, who do manipulating, but, you know, I think you're going to come to a point where you're going to recognize those signs more and more mm-hmm. and you're going to be confident enough in yourself and respect yourself enough to end those relationships before they get worse. Yeah. Where, you know, you know, I feel like I was dating someone relatively recently where it was fine at first, but then I realized there's just things that I don't, I didn't think we were going to really have a long term. Mm-hmm. I just realized it wasn't going to be long term and or like the person that I thought they were at the beginning really wasn't the person that I thought they were. And so I like I ended things. So yeah. Was this here? Yeah, probably like a few years ago. Uh, um, uh, or maybe like maybe before L.A. I'm trying. I can't remember exactly. But I just remember thinking like, you know, this person started to do these things that my old girlfriend used to do to me and I don't like that. So I'm going to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to nip it in the bud now and be like, look, I think you're fine. You're I, we get along. But I don't think, that you know, yeah, us dating is. Well, I what think I want. It's, there's a few things that have to happen, right? You have to you have to be able to quickly kind of suss out what behaviors and things in another person are are, are just not for you. Like if I had a problem with giving it seems like a, something about not reciprocating during sexy times. Mm-hmm. I imagine it's about oral, I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Um but like if I had that problem mm-hmm. and I dated someone and mm-hmm. I said I have this problem mm-hmm. and they were like but it's really important for me to you do this. Mm-hmm. I would know that this is probably not going to work out. Fair. Or I would say, well, you have to give me time and let me get over my shit. True. And if they don't, if you're like, I'm willing to work on I'm it. I'm willing to I work do, on it. I do yeah. want to please you, but I also have this trauma. And they still are like giving you shit for it after you trying to work on it. Nah, then it's like person. it's like time it's to not, say it's goodbye. Not, it's, it's like not even that they're a bad person. It's just like that's not for you. Right. You're just two different people who want two different things, or and that's or, okay, and that's and fine. Like, it's not that, that that's two a different bad things. person who wants that. Like, I understand people who need certain sexual things in their sexual yeah. lives, and there are people who don't need certain sexual yeah. things in their sexual lives. So it's just like, obviously, you weren't meant for each other, and that's fine. And you can part ways, yeah. friendly. Um, the fact yeah. that he was manipulating you and gaslighting you is another sort of thing. But yeah, when someone's like dismissing your feelings about things and like making you feel like an, an asshole because you're communicating. Mm-hmm. The thing that you want to work on that you've dealt with and they're not taking. I think you will be able to tell when you tell that something like that to someone and they really honor that you shared that with them mm-hmm. and they take it seriously and they, they want to be there for you. Like that's someone that's more sustainable for, I think a partner 
Mm-hmm. Um, whereas someone that's just like, oh, well, I just need this now. I need to get off. Okay, well, then you need to be with someone else, and that's fine. Then, like, we can part ways. But I think it is about finding behaviors and other people that don't work with you. And I think it's also about figuring out what it is that attracts you to maybe similar people. Like, that's something that I've dealt a lot with. As Keith is, like, jumping into, like, serious relationships in my 30s, I feel like I'm, like, pulling away from things. <laughs> I'm doing, like, the opposite. Where it's like, Yeah, well, you've you been know, burned a few fine. times, girl. I get I it. have been burned a few times. But you'll, you'll, you'll but come, I, you'll but come I back also, when you're ready. Yeah. But I also, you, you gotta, know. You got to cut off this motherfucker, though. You, you're still hanging on. But, you know. You know, That's I for another good, podcast, girl. Project. You love a good story, girl. I yeah. love a good story. <laughs> I love a good... You gotta write music section. somehow, girl. I gotta, yeah. I gotta finish the CP. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, um, but I, I think, you know, I've definitely... There are moments where I recognize and then I try to back away from it a little bit because I'm like, I don't want to feel that right now. I'll deal with that later. But mm-hmm. there is there is a, a consistent sort of... Um, thread between the men that I feel like I'm attracted to. Mm-hmm. And not that I say that they would remind me of my dad a hundred percent, but there are similar qualities of like, Ooh, workaholic. Yes. Ooh, someone that's a little emotionally distant and, and doesn't really connect with everyone, but I'm special. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's like, I like a little, a little something there. And, but that, that's something that I have to recognize. It's not necessarily them being bad people or it's their fault. There's something there that I'm attracted to. There's something that I'm trying to live out. There's like a different ending that I'm trying to have. And my way of going through that is to try to change that situation. But Mm -hmm. it's something you have to recognize in yourself of like, okay, there's a reason why I'm attracted to this. Why am I attracted to this? How can I stop being attracted to that? And it's really about like digging into the root of the problem and figuring out what what is the feedback loop that you're getting that's that that giving you the uh, the dopamine. That I hit also of dopamine. think so, in some cases it's literally just a case of like. No, you just got bad luck. <laughs> of bad luck, but also like sort of ego in the sense of, uh, I like this person, but I realize mm-hmm. they're being shitty. But there's a part of me that wants to stick with it, so I can essentially win this game, mm-hmm. um, and see if I can like be the one that that sort of changes this person, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I'm not saying every person's like that, but I think there's like you've decided that you like this person, and so you kind of wait for them to figure their shit out. Right, right, right. It's hard, right? Because there's no, there's a mix of things being over romanticized in movies and TV and how we grow up seeing relationships and like how we're taught it's supposed to be and that like you're fucked up until you meet the right person and then all of a sudden for them you change, right? Like that's kind of what we're shown over and over again. And there's the there's the desire to not walk away from something too soon. Um, but there's also, you know, you can't stay in something for forever that's not working. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it is a weird balance of like when you meet someone, you don't want to immediately all the time be like, oh, well, there's that one thing I don't like, can't be with you. Mm-hmm. Because realize that you're not going to find someone that's perfect in every single way and perfectly opposite of you or like perfectly the same or whatever it is that you're looking for. And does everything right all the time. Like, that's not realistic. That's not a relationship. That's not another person. But at the same time, it's like you can't overlook so many things waiting for them to figure their shit out that you're just wasting your time on someone that's just not compatible. Mm -hmm. I really just think the best way to move through life, and this is why I know I'm going to be an old woman that's alone, but totally fine. Sex (laughs) robots? No, I don't want sex robots. But, I mean, though, sex toys do a lot Mm -hmm. of great things. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Um... But I, I think that you really have to focus on you are your own story or your own thing. Like you are you are what you have to focus on. 
And you're going to have relationships through life that don't always last for forever. And that's okay. Like you're supposed to meet the people, you're going to meet the people that you meet at certain points of your life. You might be someone that has one love, one true love. You might have three loves and it ends with the third one and you stay for it. You might have someone be someone that's always, always has new loves. And like, we all just have our different patterns and our different things and we learn in different ways. And like, you know, there's just so much stress on like, I need to find someone now and be with them. And like really so much of the time you should just spend focusing on your own stuff and the person that will is supposed to be around at the right time will come along. Mm-hmm. If you put yourself out there and you're confident in who you are, that's it. All right, girl. I got a song. Um, I think it's the right song. I bet you do think it's the right kind song. Kind of has to do with our previous podcast. If you guys ever listened to it, you should go back and listen to a previous episode. Episodes. Listen, uh, if you like the podcast, you can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, all of those fun places. We also have a Patreon. You can go to patreon.com slash adventures and roomating. And if you donate a dollar or more per month, you get a little goodies, a little love, a little extra love on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And we appreciate you because baby Queen Margo over there gets the gets food. We feed her. It's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Carlos, too many C's, too many A's, too many R's, Carranza. We have Samantha, the truth is out there vetting. We have Gina, uh, please call and make that appointment soon, Wartman. We got Priscilla, Queen of the Desert Ramirez, and we have Eric, you know, now me know. And it's time for the tough All right, I think this is the song you mentioned earlier. I don't even know. Probably. Uh, <laughs> what was the song she said she sampled? We can't stop. Yeah, uh, she didn't sample we can't anything. Stop. Uh, She's uh, just uh. like, oh, it's a similar thought process. And she has a line. Okay, we have Jess, Amelia Duncan, JK, Dean Downer, Julia Biggs, Tara Castagnetiago, Jimmy, Cody Astolosa, Sam Broder, Ricardo Brajas, Celia Adams, Jason Gonzalez, Becca Murray, Mandy Arthur, Kyle Eakey, Dylan Waterbury, Kate, and Kyle Englishman. And if I didn't read your name, it's because you're not right with your Lord or your credit card provider. Or I probably had to block you because you weren't paying, and so I'm so sorry. I love you. <laughs> um... But yeah, you can it was find a me. Weird video. You can find me at Meg, It's a weird life. You can find me at Megan Tonjes on most things. You can find me Keith at a crew on most things. Keith W O A crew on Twitter. She's like cut off fake fingers and girl, like pink it's just, juice came you out. You dive into so deep into it, girl. Let it. Hannah, Hannah, hey. Hannah, Hannah, hey. Uh, she yodeling in this fucking song. She might song? be yodeling. It's like a low yodel. Good night. Good night.